Footprints presents The Incredibles, a series where you meet ordinary but incredible individuals. Centuries before, Johannes Gutenberg's printing press revolutionized the spread of literacy and education in Europe. The ancient Chinese invented the first piece of paper and the earliest movable type printing system. Since then, old wisdom and ancient history have been recorded and inherited from one generation to the next. As time wore on, these antique books witnessed unrest and war and underwent dislocation and destruction. To restore them, a new guild of craftspeople appeared. These are the book restorers. Hi, my name is Xu Xiaojing. I'm an ancient book restorer. When you're sick, you need to see a doctor. If you fail to receive proper treatment, you'll get debilitated and your life is in danger. Old books are the same. When they are damaged, we restore them. In turn, we rescue the civilization. In this episode of Footprints, you'll hear the story of a Chinese book restorer who fell in love at first sight with ancient book conservation and has since devoted her life passing on the rare skill. Stay tuned. I stumbled across the industry when I graduated from college and landed a job at the cafe bookshop in 2005. Back then, I had no idea what book restoration was. I didn't even know that such a craft existed. 39-year-old Xu Xiaojing has been restoring rare and antique books for almost 18 years. She's the fourth generation of book restorer at Beijing's Cafe Bookshop, an antique bookseller specializing in the collection, restoration and sales of old books. Situated in Beijing's old quarter of Liaolichang Cultural Street, the bookshop is surrounded by calligraphy and painting shops, auction houses and print studios. The restoration studio is hidden away on the second floor of the bookshop. To find the studio, one has to walk past a quiet, zen courtyard and climb up narrow vermilion wooden stairs. It was like traveling back in time. Back when I was still an intern working at our West Street location, I took the elevator and accidentally pressed the wrong floor button, which took me to the third floor. There were two rooms reserved for book restoration. I saw a door half open, so I took a peek and found two restorers working on old books. I was curious. What were they doing? One of them saw me and said, Don't stand there, come in. So I went in and immediately felt captivated by their work. To Shu, fixing torn, creasy pages with bug bites was such a novel and fascinating craftsmanship. Moreover, as an extremely shy introvert, she loved the idea of working with books instead of people. I was such an introvert. I didn't enjoy meeting strangers or socializing with many people. But 
Book restorers need to work quietly in solitary conditions. They rarely talk to each other. They concentrate entirely on books. I thought this was great. I wouldn't have to interact with people. Everything could be simple. Since then, Shu would frequent the studio whenever she had a break. When her internship was over, she became the only intern who volunteered to stay and join the book restoration department. Though the world of book restoration seemed pure and simple, the craft itself wasn't. At the beginning, I didn't think the job could be challenging. I saw senior restorers fixing holes made by bugs, drying water sprayed pages, and then rebinding them. It seemed so easy. But when Shu officially became an apprentice and started learning the skills, she was overwhelmed. Conserving a book requires many steps. There are roughly six procedures fixing cracks, patching, strengthening, mounting, washing, and thickening. But when you're counting all the small steps, it could add up to over a hundred steps. I need to first unbind a book, separate and number pages, flatten and spray them before I start patching and fixing the cracks. The old books were too rare for an apprentice to practice on. So, for a long time, Xu was only allowed to observe. Being an earnest student, she kept bombarding senior restorers with questions regarding every minute detail along the way. The senior restorers then said to me, observe first, no questions. Then I kept paying close attention to whatever they performed. Day after day, I would just stand there watching, until slowly I found myself have fewer questions. I could follow along all the steps they took, and I stopped asking questions. As an apprentice, of course, Shu had more duties to fulfill other than just observing others' work. Though she couldn't work on old books, the senior staff would ask her to help prepare tools, cut paper, or arrange restored pages. She also needed to do chores, like cleaning work desks and mopping the floor. When asked to recall her very first important assignment, Xu said it was mixing starch paste. My first big project was cooking starch paste, because book restorers start their day making starch paste. It's a must. It's a basic adhesive agent used to fix cracked pages or preparing restoration materials. You have to master making perfect starch paste before proceeding with subsequent procedures. And it's not an insignificant task. You can't just pour a bowl of starch powder at your will. For thinner books, you need diluted paste. To fix thicker pages, the paste should be stickier. You need to experiment with it and adjust accordingly. Gradually, Xu mastered more skills and was allowed to apply what she had learned to actual books. She started off restoring those deemed of lesser value without a long history. Then she progressed to treating rare and antique books that are considered cultural relics. Some Buddhist sutras and ancient records she treated could date back to the Ming and Qing dynasties over 500 years ago. It took years for Xu to develop all the skills and become a mature restorer.
She told us young apprentices often need to spend at least three to five years to finish their apprenticeships. However, Shu said she still considers herself a student even till today, because the craft of restoration requires one to keep mastering new skills and confronting new challenges. A few years into the work, Shu became quite practiced in fixing old books, so she hoped to branch out, trying her hands on restoring ancient Chinese calligraphy, paintings, and stone rubbings. When I was studying restoration techniques of stone rubbings, my mentor was very strict. Whenever I cut the paper an inch wider or applied too much starred paste, he would grill me about why I made the mistake and ask me to be more in control. It made me question myself. What happened to my conservation skills? I shouldn't keep making such stupid mistakes. Once after I was scolded again by my mentor, I stood against the wall and started shedding tears. I thought, this is too difficult. I'm giving up. I'm going to send in my resignation letter tomorrow. The next day, however, Shu woke up finding herself wanting to give it another try. It was a career bottleneck. When you have grasped certain skills and reached a certain level, you'll need to recharge and absorb new knowledge. You'll have to break through. Otherwise, you'll get stuck. I slept on the idea of giving up, but I couldn't bear thinking of parting with the craft. So I got myself together and kept going the next day. I asked my mentor for advice on how I can improve and looked through reference books. I just kept practicing and slowly got better and better. Shu believes practice is key in mastering restoration. She compares restoring books to treating patients. It took years of practice for a doctor to see enough patients in order to give the right diagnosis, prescription and treatment on a case-by-case -case scenario. Similarly, restorers need to handle a vast variety of books and records before they become adept in applying the right skills and procedures. A torn book is like a sick person. It could have multiple symptoms resulting from different causes. It was up to the restorer to identify the problems, trace the causes and give appropriate treatment accordingly. Throughout the years, Xu has performed operations on about 1,000 old books. Some were relatively easy to tackle, while others were mission impossible. Xu recalled the first time she tried her hands on rescuing a rare collection of Buddhist scrolls, which was said to have over 600 years of history. The client was a Ming Dynasty Buddhist temple. It was an unprecedented challenge rescuing the Buddhist Sutra collection because it was classified as a cultural relic. Initially, we were not allowed to even get our hands on it. We could only imagine its condition, the paper texture and the binding technique based on the client's description, and then came up with a restoration plan. But after we received the actual collection, I realized our plan wouldn't work. We had to adjust our plan. The Buddhist scrolls were made of long, thin paper. The longer ones could measure over 10 meters. As time wore on, the paper turned crispy and torn. 
Shu's original plan was to strengthen the scrolls with an extra layer of paper while fixing all the cracks. But the plan failed. Even with the paper thickened, it was impossible to flip over the entire scroll to work on its back side without further shedding crumbs of paper. We tried many existing methods, but to no avail. So I decided to make a copy of the paper scroll to do some experiments. Of course, you couldn't experiment with the actual sutra. I made a wheel-like barrel out of cardboard sheets and rolled the dummy scroll over. In this way, I could row in and out of the parts I need to work on without having to flip the entire scroll over. It worked, and the problem was solved. Though Shu conquered the initial challenge, the restoration process was still long and tiring. It took over a year for the team to finish restoring the whole collection. Even a very seasoned restorer can fix no more than 20 pages per day. Most of us can only go over seven or eight pages when rescuing severely damaged books. Sometimes we might only store one or two pages a day. When asked if a mature restorer like her has ever performed a bad operation, she simply replied, no. These rare books are cultural relics. They are not just historical records, but have cultural and artistic value. If you ruin them, they would be forever gone. Even for me, after 18 years in practice, I would still have moments of doubt. I would bring the books to restoration masters and experts asking for solutions. If we are indeed at our wit's end, we wouldn't touch a piece of it. We have an old saying, if you have a torn book, but without a skilled restorer, better leave the old treasure as it is. Xu was quoting a Ming Dynasty handbook on the conservation techniques of books and paintings. She told us that in China, the craftsmanship could date back 2,000 years. Generations of restorers have perfected the craft and saved the cultural relics from vanishing. The handbook details a stringent requirement for a book restorer. You need to have dexterous hands that could fix a sky and piercing eyes that could look through a louse. You also need to grasp everything fast while perform every step carefully. Not to mention, a strong body is a must because a craft does tax your spirit and stamina. To live up to her predecessor's expectation, Xu kept practicing and improving her skills. Because a good restorer needs all-round knowledge from art and history to chemistry and printing techniques, she spends most of her spare time reading, attending conferences and visiting museums and libraries alike. To Xu, book restoration was no longer a job, but more of a passion. I'm the type that can't stop seeking out things to do. For my day job, I just need to work eight hours per day. The rest of the time is my own. 
But I'll spend most of my spare time reading job-related books, discussing skills and techniques with fellow restorers, or visiting restoration masters. For example, one year I went on a field trip to Jing County in Anhui Province, just to do research on paper restoration. Anhui's Xuan paper is a world cultural heritage. Craftsmen there have their own techniques when processing paper. And we share some common skills like degreasing and adding old stains. So, I'll show them how we process paper using our techniques, and they'll show me theirs. Then we would compare whose technique is easier and efficient. Shu confessed that she's able to chase her passion at liberty because she has her family's full support. My family fully support me. Without their support, I wouldn't be able to achieve what I've achieved in my career. Whenever I leave home for field trips, my parents and my husband take care of the kid. They'll say, "Just go ahead." I often end up bringing back home piles of paper fiber and paper samples, and they'll clear space for me to store all my books and paper materials. Shu has a nine-year-old daughter. Seeing her mother's work day in and day out, the little girl started picking up some restoration skills and showing interest in ancient books and literature. During school breaks, I would bring her to the studio. She's interested in our work and could even perform some of the restoring techniques. Once I brought her to visit another studio, I left my seat for a while. Coming back, finding her taking over the work desk and brushing the page on my behalf. That was the first time she tried brushing, but she did so well. I shared the episode with my fellow restorers, and they believed she must have carried my gene as a restorer. After all, I kept working at the studio throughout my pregnancy. She is always with me whenever I visit exhibitions as well. When asked if she hopes her daughter could be a future restorer, Shu showed complex feelings. If possible, I would love to see her passing on the wonderful Chinese culture and traditional techniques. She was born to be a restorer, and I would teach her unconditionally, without reservation. Shu considers passing on the craftsmanship as an important part of her job. She is now the director of the restoration department at the Cathay Bookshop and has three apprentices. Occasionally, she also visits elementary and middle schools to teach young students about book restoration. Our country has been rolling out the Chinese ancient books preservation project since 2007. Now many schools have established curriculum on traditional culture. Like me, when I started, the children never knew there existed the craft of book restoration. But once they learned about it, they were fascinated. I can't say whether they would become my apprentices in the future, but I have planted a seed in their hearts. Someday, the seed might sprout. And they could become one of us. Shu remembered when she first started as an apprentice back in 2005. There were no more than 100 ancient book restorers across China, and no school offered any major in ancient book restoration. 
Now the number of restorers skyrocketed to thousands. The country has established 12 national restoration centers, including the Cathay Bookshop, where Shu works. But still, she thinks the team isn't big enough, as there are still tens of millions of old books waiting for rescue. 全国大大小小的有二十多所学校有这个和古籍修复相关的这个专业。Now we have over twenty institutions setting up majors in ancient book restoration, but we still have a small restorer team of thousands. It'll take a hundred years for us to attend to all the books waiting for rescue. The country pays great emphasis on preserving ancient books and cultural heritage. But I think we can do better in nurturing and retaining people as well. One of Shu's apprentices left the bookshop a while ago. Shu told us that the past generations of book restorers struggled to fill their bellies and make ends meet. Today, the situation is getting better, but there's still room for improvement. Those who stay live on pure love and passion. Shu reflected that another reason why it has been hard to recruit book restorers is that not many people could withstand the feelings of loneliness and boredom. Some people chose the career thinking it's just a novel and idyllic job, but it isn't. It challenges your energy and stamina because you have to utilize your ears and eyes at all time. You have to stare hours on end at one crack, trying to figure out how to fix it and make sure nothing's getting damaged further. Many people couldn't endure the long hours at the desk, so they left. That's part of the reason why we're losing talent. It's like athletes who have to bear sitting on a cold bench. Understanding the difficulty and hardship, Shu also felt hesitant to let her daughter embark on the same path. To be honest, I don't want her to be a professional because the job could be tedious and monotonous. I stick to the craftsmanship because I'm in love with it, and for that, I've lost interest in anything else around me. Whenever I chat with my friends, I have nothing to talk about apart from book restoration. I don't have room in my head for news or gossip. You tell me one thing, and I won't remember it by tomorrow. Shu can't picture her daughter to be like her, who just hangs out with fellow book restorers and spends her life entirely on old books. The craft could make people feel isolated. But when asked if she has ever felt lonely, the answer is a firm no. Being in the industry for such a long time. I've never felt lonely. There used to be a time when I was even obsessed with the solitude. It was like you'd entered a Zen state. I would wait for everyone to leave after work and start restoring the book. It feels great. It's as if you've traveled back in time. When you finish, you come back to reality with peace and happiness. Before we parted, we challenged you to give us a reason why people need to care about the rescue of yellow torn pages from ages ago. 
为什么修复古籍啊？因为古籍嘛，中华文明的象征。Why do we rescue old books? Because they represent Chinese civilization and bear the essence of our splendid culture of the past five thousand years. They are important heritage. When we trace the root of our culture, we need the ancient records. But after hundreds and thousands of tumultuous years, undergoing wars, getting bit by bugs, and enduring fire and water, they became ever so delicate and vulnerable. Any heedless handling would result in damage and destruction. When you are sick, you need to see a doctor. If you fail to receive proper treatment, you'll get debilitated, and your life is in danger. Old books are the same. When they are damaged, we restore them. In turn, we rescue the civilization. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our reporter Wang Chen. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcast. Just key in "footprints" and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.